1: I'm Cole Carmody alongside Monty Spiller. We are back as Kansas State gets ready to kick off the first game of the season against the Southeast Missouri State Redhawks. Before we get going, I want to let everyone know we are sponsored by our good friends at Booth Creek Wagyu. Remember to elevate your tailgate this season with our friends from Booth Creek Wagyu. Their ranch is located just north of Manhattan and proudly raises authentic Wagyu beef from farm to table. Visit their retail locations in Manhattan and Overland Park or online at BoothCreekWagyu.com. Well, Monty, the wait is finally over. Football season is here. It's going to be hot, but I don't think anybody cares. I know you're excited. I'm excited. But, man, it feels good to say this, these words again. Football season is finally here.
0: It's it's officially here. I know last week we had, what do you call it, week zero. And we had a few big games here and there. But this is it where everybody plays. You got the uh, Thursday night games. You got some, some Friday night games even. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Saturday night game with our cats at 6 o'clock against Southeast Missouri. So, yeah, man, I'm excited.
1: And it's not just college football high school football kicks off on friday night i'm sure a lot of you all who are listening to this or maybe going to a game or know somebody who's playing so it's just nice to have football season around it is warm like we said but you know what that's okay and before we get into this episode first of all want to thank everybody we set a record last week for the most views ever on the friday walkthrough so thank you to everyone who viewed on youtube thanks for everyone who downloaded on our podcast providers why not? Let's set another record again. Um, make sure you comment who you think is going to score the first touchdown and how they're going to do it. We'll give our prediction of that at the end of the show, but if you're right, you will get a shout-out. Leave a like on this video, subscribe on the channel, subscribe to gopowercat.com. But football was here, money, and I want to start off with this. The beginning of the season is filled with brand-new adventures people starting in places they didn't play before you know you have some challenges that come up but as a player week one are you nervous i mean are you nervous i'm sure freshmen are nervous but even as those upperclassmen there's got to be still that anxiety of starting a new year
0: oh absolutely man there there's So many unknowns you don't know if you're a three year starter going into your fourth year, there's still a lot of nerves because you think, you know, I've done it for three years, I've had some success, maybe I haven't had success, and this is it for me. I want to make my best year yet. And then if you're a freshman starting for the first time, not even starting, I remember when I was a freshman. After my redshirt year, year, I started on special teams. I wasn't in the uh, the top two. I was a special team guy. Mm -hmm. And even going on the field on kickoff return, kickoff team, pump block, and then pump return, there were nerves because you're going in your head, I got this, I want to do it well, because you know film session comes and coaches are going to call you out if you did something good or if you did something bad. So, yeah, there's excitement and there's nerves, but you finally get to hit somebody else.
1: And and it's always crazy because, you know, a lot of the things that the fans don't see this week – completely brand new for a lot of these guys take for example their walkthrough practices Mm -hmm. completely different Mm -hmm. you i would assume they probably have had one of those um probably last week just to kind of get accustomed to it before game week but still when you're preparing for opponent and you're doing a walkthrough and then you go out and you got to do your stretching and then you know you might have done it before but now all these people are coming in the stands they turn the music on the lights are on it's it's just completely different And so there's a lot of things i think that fans kind of overlook these guys that are doing it for the first time uh, it, it is completely different. And so I could only imagine what the what it would be like if you're not playing a southeast Missouri State, but you're you're playing, for example, LSU and Florida State play on uh, Monday. Right, could you right. imagine doing it in a game like that? It would man. be completely different. So okay. there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen on Saturday that's going to be new to these guys.
0: Yeah, man, there's so much that goes on. Like, people don't see behind the scenes. And you mentioned on that and touched on that. A lot of times, like, there's a schedule for everything. And a lot of times people think we just show up, get our pads on, and come play. <laughs> but we have team breakfast. We have team meetings. We have team chapel. We have team walkthrough. Uh, there's certain attire that you have to wear. Uh, when I played for Coach Schneider, we, uh, home games, we wore blazers and ties. Uh, certain games when we were traveling on the road, we had our, our travel uh, sweat sweatsuits. But it's so much things you go through. Um, by position, um, by year, uh, the media, there's so much that people don't see behind the scenes. But that was – that what makes it even more fun for me as a player mm-hmm. the build up to the game. And then once you get in the locker room, you get through all that, you're down in the locker room with your buddies, your teammates, you're getting taped up, they got the music pumping, you know, some guys are on, in their own element, some guys are hanging out with each other, but we know, hey, this is one big family and, and, and you have that confidence, we're about to go beat this team that came for wherever they came, and the fact that in, in, as a player in the locker room, you can hear the fans mm-hmm. outside the locker room, and that's that's a, a feeling that's hard to explain unless you truly experience it for yourself, so it's a great emotion.
1: And and for fans, too, I mean, it's been a long time since fans have been in Bill Snyder Family Stadium, at least yeah. it feels like it, um, so it's going to be an experience for everyone, and, and I, I would imagine the same, you get those same feelings you did as a freshman and a fifth year senior, K-State obviously has a lot of experience that they'll be returning, mm-hmm. but It's that idea that anything is possible, right? No matter if you're coming off of a 2-win season or a 10-win season, everybody has the same record and anything's possible. And and it's going to be fun to watch on Saturday. In the second half, we'll preview SEMO. I want to get into some questions here first. And I want to ask you about the biggest storyline for K-State this year in general. We know they're trying to repeat as Big 12 champs. But take that out. What is one thing that you're looking for from this team this year?
0: As, as It's kind of boring staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Staying healthy, you know, because we won the Big 12 and we had numerous guys go down with injuries if you think about it. And a lot of guys, fortunately, were able to come back at some point, but a lot of guys who were seniors were not. And we had some younger guys step up. And we had some guys that are coming back this year. One in case, uh, Mr. Savage, Kobe mm-hmm. Savage. You know, his season ended Unfortunately, due to injury, but he's back now. My, for me personally, I think K State. I don't think can run the table. I predicted last week Mm -hmm. go eleven and one, but I feel like they can do a lot of damage and get back to the Big Twelve championship if we stay healthy.
1: Health is always the key. Yeah, and and I was listening to our questions podcast this week with Zach Carlson, Ryan Gilbert, and Tim Fitzgerald, um, and they were talking about quarterback staying healthy. Mm. And it's kind of eye opening to think that well, K State really doesn't hasn't had a ton of success of quarterbacks staying healthy throughout the course of a season. And right. I mean, take Adrian Martinez for example. Last year, Skylar Thompson. The last few years, yeah. I want to say it's only been done three or four times since 2015. So you know, there's going to be times where there might need to be somebody to step up. And K-State's incoming or I guess not incoming anymore, but freshmen yeah. who are here, yeah. um there's a lot of talent there especially the quarterback position with Avery Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um do you anticipate to see him on Saturday and if he does get in, I'm curious what you think the role might be?
0: Um I don't anticipate seeing him. Reason being, I feel like K-State wants to get into a groove. Um, hopefully we get up early and, and and will howard gets us gets us in a position where we can bring in uh the backup uh and then at that fact if depending on how many quarters coach wants uh, the number two to play um at that point we'll bring avery in as a number three quarterback mm-hmm. i would love to see him play but honestly i don't think he will unless it's just like mop up duty late in the season uh, i mean late in the game i'm sorry but right now i don't think he will play
1: and i and i'm kind of on board with you know what if he's going to help you win games you use him but i don't think you need to use him against a team like southeast missouri state no, no. if you take care of business why put that out there to other teams exactly. I, I think that's kind of that's my feeling on the subject but there will be true freshmen who play yeah. uh, chris Kleiman said so at his press conference on tuesday afternoon mm-hmm. as many as maybe 10 guys if not more that are true freshmen are going to play as a veteran guy when you were a veteran and there were some young guys that were trying to work in especially in the secondary mm-hmm. What was the biggest thing that you tried to communicate with him? Because I can imagine there is going to be so much emotion yeah. and e- not even thinking for those guys on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I can tell you for, from both perspectives. Me as a freshman, the first time I got on the field, guys like Chuck Marlowe, uh, Mario Smith, Joe Gordon, it was like, the speed of the game is different, but trust what you've been coached. Which, trust your eyes. Believe mm-hmm. what you're seeing. If they run a certain motion or uh, they're in a certain formation, what we practiced all week – That's what they're going to run. Don't run. Don't guess it. And vice versa. When I was a veteran guy, I had young guys come in. I told them the exact same thing. Trust your eyes. Yeah, the speed of the game is going to be faster. But after a few reps, it'll slow down and and you can play it just like you did in high school Mm -hmm. and believe the process. So, yeah, that was one of the biggest things for me.
1: It seems like now players are more ready to come in and play immediately, not just because of their instincts, their football IQ, but more so their physique and their physicality. I mean, the weight room has done so many changes. It's changed the game. Uh, Kansas high school football has completely changed in the Mm -hmm. last 20 years. And I think you can trace that back to Bill Schneider. I really believe that he changed the game um, in Kansas. But you look at these true freshmen that are in, and it's going to be fun to watch because they're going to make an impact. I want to go to this linebacker position because I look at a kid, in Asa Newsom, out of Iowa— Getting a chance to learn from all these veteran linebackers that right. come back. You play a game against SEMO and you have all these veterans, you just have to soak up that information because you don't know when your number is going to be called. And if you are out there and, you know, there's no low pressure moments, we don't want to overlook Southeast Missouri State. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, we'll talk about it in the next half. They have some quality players, but if you're playing alongside a veteran player, you can afford to make some mistakes and no better time to do it than in the very beginning of the year.
0: That's true. And a good thing about about if you are a true freshman coming in, any position, linebacker, DB, D-line, you know you have other guys out there that have game experience. So if you make a mistake, not saying that it's okay to make a mistake, but if you make a mistake, most likely those guys are going to be in the right position. And there's not going to be like 10 other guys out there that are true freshmen doesn't have a clue what's going on. You got other guys that have played quality minutes in situational games where they're not going to panic, they're going to get you in the right position, and then you can be, get acclimated to the game uh, in, in a actual meaningful game mm-hmm. and get some reps in. So, yeah, that shouldn't be an issue with those young guys.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. I'm going to ask you one player that you want to see Saturday. Not just for the whole entire year, but is there one guy that you want to watch on Saturday? Maybe we have some question marks about him still, but is there one guy you want to see on Saturday? Because I can tell you my answer, right? It's going to be Keenan Garber, Will Lee. Those are the two guys at the cornerback position. I want to see how those guys respond. Keenan Garber obviously switching positions. Now he's at corner from wide receiver and Will Lee coming in. The junior college transfer. I'm looking at that cornerback position. And maybe not just a player, but a position yeah. group in general that you're looking at
0: on Saturday. Uh, and people people who know me know I'm biased to DBs as well. But I'm going to say uh, Vijay Payne. Mm. Reason being, he played last year as a freshman. And, and, and Kobe Savage, well-deserved. He's gotten a lot of preseason uh, accolades so far. Well-deserved. But I think a lot of people are sleeping on, on Mr. Payne. And I think he is going to open a lot of eyes the first three games because as a freshman, He made some physical plays. He would come up and hit you in the mouth, and he wasn't afraid to pull the trigger and go. So I want to see him and see how he's developed from his freshman year because a lot of times as a freshman, you don't really understand or you don't have a sense of panic about you because if you make a mistake, you're a freshman Hmm. to be expected. But now they expect you to make more plays more consistently as a sophomore, as a true sophomore for that matter. But I think he should be fun to watch. I want to watch him play.
1: The whole defense. I mean, I am so excited to watch this defense play because – I, I want to see how they perform, and, and like I said, coming up here in just a few minutes, we'll talk about Simo and what they can do on offense. Um, looking at K-State's offense, what is life going to be like without Deuce Vaughn? Right? That has been a comment that everybody has talked about. How will Colin Klein use his two to running backs? But what is life going to be like without Deuce Vaughn? We might not see a full version of the offense on Saturday, but I get the feeling that Colin Klein is going to open it up just a little bit.
0: I think he will too. Unlike Coach Snyder' um, era, he was very secretive about a lot of his playbooks. <laughs> early the first three games, he was very vanilla, as they will say. But Coach Kleinman and Coach Klein, they have tendencies to show a little bit more. But honestly, as much as I will miss watching Deuce in the K State uniform, I think K State's team, be more similar to some of the teams of old mm-hmm. and not saying it's a bad thing but just based off of personnel mm-hmm. and colin understands will has the ability to run the ball he's a bigger quarterback he can throw it also but now you have more of a bruiser back and dj getting back there uh to be one of your feature backs so i can see them kind of going back to the old k-state uh three yards four yards in the cloud of dust lull <laughs> you to sleep and all of a sudden the fullbacks at the backfield or tight ends up the middle and catch you sleeping so I'm not sure what Colin has up his sleeve, but either way, I think it's going to be fun to watch.
1: Well, we'll talk about how they attack that SEMO defense and how K-State matches up with the Red Hawks when they are on defense when we come back after this short break.
2: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash odysseypodcast.
1: Welcome back in here to the Friday Walkthrough. Cole Carmody alongside Monty Spiller. We are sponsored by our good friends at Booth Creek Wagyu. By the way, if you didn't check social media, pretty cool NIL deal with our good friends over there. The K-State beef is back. They got a nice, sweet NIL deal with them. They will be eating their steaks from Booth Creek. Just do the same. I, I think they'll appreciate it. Um, we're going to talk about the beef. But before we talk about the beef, we got to talk about the birds, and that is the Red Hawks. Uh, Southeast Missouri State, uh, their coach, uh, Tom Matukowitz.
0: Oh, that's impressive.
1: Matukowitz, I had to look it up. I um, see it. <laughs> Silver Lake Kansas alum. Oh, wow. Silver Lake High School. Silver Lake stand-up, as somebody put on our message boards at gopowercat.com, the Harvard of the Kansas. Ooh, I, I don't know if I would necessarily go that far. Um, but Silver Lake High School, he also spent some time. He played football at Fort Hayes State, so he's a Fort Hay State alum. Okay. Spent time there as a coach, spent time at Emporia State. Spent time at Pittsburgh State and Coffeyville Community College. It comes full circle. He's been here before. Uh, he's been there for 10 years. Simo played Kansas two years uh, already, mm-hmm. uh, about five or six years ago. Um, that was one of, like, one, I think, of Kansas' wins in the seven years prior to last year. Wow. You know, you know how that goes. I do. Um, but he is back at, near his home, hometown yeah. of Silver Lake, coming back to Manhattan. And he's got a pretty good ball club. Yeah. Uh, the the Redhawks were 9-3 last year, but that was one loss in the playoffs and one loss in the very beginning of the season to Iowa State. Mm. Ranked 11th in the FCS poll and 1st in the Big South OVC combined conference this season. This is going to be a good team. They are an FCS powerhouse year in and year out And we know Chris Kleinman does not take those teams lightly.
0: No, if anybody knows FCS football, i.e. SEMO, North Dakota State, for that matter, for Coach Kleinman... They play good football, mm-hmm. and they have quality players, and they have really good coaching. And um, for those guys, you know, I'm not going to say it makes or break their season, but they get up for the big boys. You know, a lot of times over the years, how many times you turn on ESPN and you get to see upsets. Appalachian State for Michigan yep. is one of the biggest ones in in yep. history. So we can't tread lightly on these guys, and it's not going to be easy out. Do I feel like we're a better team? Absolutely. Do I feel like we're a better coach? Absolutely. But it's going to be a game, and, and we have to play hard coming out.
1: Yeah, and I – I I believe I heard a statistic earlier this week. K-State has 11 postseason teams on their schedule this year. The only team would be Iowa State, who did not make the postseason last year. Everybody else, postseason teams, including Southeast Missouri Redhawks. Their offense is the strong suit. Of of this team they were top 10 in FCS total offense last year and we talked about three yards in a cloud of dust that might be what's trying to happen with SEMO one of the best running backs in school history finished fifth in their Heisman um, Mm -hmm. at the FCS level K-State's gonna have to stop the run and if there is one spot on this defense where I feel comfortable with it is K-State stopping the run but I gotta ask you this from the offensive line perspective for SEMO, they have a bunch of new guys on that offensive line. Their best offensive linemen transferred up to the FBS level. They're still trying to figure some things out. K-State should really have an advantage there.
0: They should. And we can we can keep it basic if need be, but knowing Coach Kahneman like I think I know I do, um, he is really good at preparing teams for uh, different stunts, different blitzes, different looks, different shifts up front. And if you have a young offensive line, uh, no matter what level, communication is key. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, you can practice all you want against each other, but when it's in a game situation, the Bills are going to be rocking and you got a bunch of studs across from you, uh, mistakes will happen. And I hopefully, I'm i thinking and hopefully what will happen, K-State's D-line will dominate, put pressure on the quarterback, get in the backfield, and don't allow that running back to get downhill.
1: Yeah, and I mean, this team returns 14 starters, but you know that they say? Everybody has a plan until you get hit in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And when K-State gets that stadium rocking, when all those fans get in Bill Snyder family Stadium. Right. I truly believe it is an environment um, that is uh, comparable to any other top environment uh, in college football today, and so it's not going to be easy for Southeast Missouri State. Last year, they open their season. Uh, they lost Iowa State, yeah. as mentioned, but I'm, with all due respect to Iowa State, <laughs> Ames, Iowa, and, and, no. and Manhattan, Kansas... For a season opening game, are completely different.
0: It is, and it's one of those things. We can be biased. You can call us biased all you want. And I've been fortunate enough and blessed enough to be, go to a lot of different stadiums as a player, as a fan, and 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 Manhattan is one of the premier uh, environments of college football. We may not seat a hundred thousand, but for the amount that we do, you would never know the difference. You know, there are some places that do see more, but the fans are passionate. They understand the game of football. They know when to get loud, the student section, uh, having them behind the visiting team, one of the greatest ideas ever so mm-hmm. a lot of people come in and they're like that's a great idea yeah. that's a great idea and I'm glad we do it so yeah
1: and and it's going to be hot there's no denying that um, temperatures close to 100 degrees at uh-huh. kickoff I don't think that will affect SEMO that much Cape Girardeau, Missouri um, you know down there and literally southeast Missouri Brilliant. in the tip Brilliant. so yep pretty used to the elements but you know when you're looking at this k-state defense i think a matchup to watch besides uh the defensive line is these receivers for simo uh 6-2 receiver 6-3 receiver peyton de and ryan flourney um two guys to keep an eye on uh, for simo that'll be interesting because they have like i mentioned six two, six three. they got some length how k-state's corner is going to match up with those guys i said the two the position group i want to watch is the corners well, I think this is a really good test for them.
0: It is. It is. We have speed at corner, but like you said, that length and that height and that experience mm-hmm. could potentially cause problems. And uh, I'm not sure what kind of defense Coach Klanderman is going to run, but I feel like we'll be physical off the line of scrimmage, not allow those guys to get free releases and then go up and get the jump balls and then have safety help over the top. Um, I feel like we probably will uh, have a better plan for those. And, and understand, we'll put pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, you can throw jump balls all you want, but your quarterback can't set your feet if you got pressure on you. And I feel like if you bring pressure from our linebackers or even from our DNs, that forces the guys to get the ball out quick and to dictate the routes rather than having time in the pocket and to pick us apart.
1: It does. And, and I feel like when you're in a situation like this where you have the clear advantage with the defensive line over the offensive line, it allows you some leeway in the secondary. Mm-hmm. It, maybe K-State decides, you know what, we're not going to worry about disguising any coverage. We're going to go man. We'll have some safety help, but we're going to go man, and we're going to get to the quarterback. I I think that might be the strategy um, when you when you have that dominant front like we think K State can have. Mm-hmm. I think and honestly it allows your secondary to play a little bit more loose. They don't have to worry about what spots they got to be in when they see these all all these different route trees. You know what? Let's play, man. Let's get to the quarterback and and let's make some things happen.
0: No, you're right. It's funny how you say that because I remember in my playing days uh I was a decent D back and I had a bunch of other guys around me that were pretty dang good as well. But we knew we had a bunch of studs up front, at linebacker. We had Jeff Kelly, uh, uh, Travis Oaks, uh, Mark Seminole, guys who can cover and bring the wood to you. And at D-line, we had Darren Howard, Chris Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Bob Clements, a bunch of guys who can get to the ball in a heartbeat. So we knew the quarterback had to get the ball out quick. So we took risk, you know. We'll play tight coverage, and we understood the ball is coming out quick. And if they throw a deep ball over our heads, we'll, we'll adjust and make a play. But it's one of those things where if you got a front four The D line and then the front seven, front four, our Mm -hmm. linebackers, D line that can make plays that takes pressure off the uh, defensive backs, and I think that's the case for K State this year.
1: And when you're in a situation like this, though, against Semo, like as a D back, I feel like especially all these guys who don't have a ton of experience playing Mm -hmm. together and just really playing at this level, it takes the thinking out of it, right? You don't have to worry about where you're going to be; you just got to worry about going and making a play.
0: Yep, yep. And that's when you know having the luxury to play zone or man comes into play. If you're a zone player, you don't have to worry about uh making seeing having good eyes but if you're man to man your ability takes over and i know our guys are better athletes than their receivers they got some athletes don't get me wrong i'm not knocking those guys at all but i know the dbs we have first team and second team can play with anybody in the country and so we're gonna be okay play man coverage put pressure on and and see what happens
1: and i i have to correct myself i did misspeak I, i was looking at the quarterback scene that's Peyton Laurent is the quarterback. Apparently okay. he is more of a rushing quarterback from all the reviews we've gotten. Um, DeMora Vick is the other tall wide receiver they really have. So okay. okay. Vick at receiver and De Laurent at quarterback. But still a formidable offense for the Redhawks. flipping things over to the defensive side of the ball for them. And uh, the fun side, hey, I'm an offensive guy, you're a defensive guy, I'll call the offense is the fun side uh, for K-State. Will Howard said in his press conference that they wanted to score 50 points on offense. Can they do it?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you go back in history, I, you know, the older I get, the less I remember. But um, if you go back in history, I feel like these first two games we were playing FCS opponents, um, K-State has a history of putting up 50-plus points. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things where uh, we'll have a lead going into the third quarter and then backups will come in and continue to score mm-hmm. points. So I think they can easily score 50.
1: I agree. And when you look at this CMO team, I, I think you dig a little bit deeper on them, it, it really backs up that point. They struggled on defense last year. They returned a lot of starters, so there is some experience there. But they struggled. There's just no other way around it. In the games they lost, um, that was why they lost. They gave up 41 points to Iowa State. Mm. We saw that Iowa State offense. Now, granted, they were playing F- FBS competition the whole year, but that offense really struggled, and that was in week one where they scored 40 points on this team last year. So uh, I-, I think K-State's going to be able to put up some points. Statistically, they were 53rd in total defense in the FCS last year, which it's actually remarkable that they made it that far and yeah. lost in the first round of the playoffs with a defense that struggled that much. But again, combined with the fact that Monty, this is key. Their secondary is very young. Mm. Very little experience in that secondary. This sounds like a game where Will Howard puts up monster points.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he does. And here's the thing about it. If you have a young secondary and, and things start to go awry, fingers start to get pointed, and then communication breaks down. And at that point, on the back end, if you can't communicate, if there's no confidence, game's over, and it's going to get ugly real quick. And think about it, you know, our offense can score points that well, I believe, but I feel like we can score from the tight end position, from the running back position, mm-hmm. and from the receiver position. I will not be surprised to see Will have two running touchdowns honestly
1: yeah I think that is a great point because people forget you mentioned it but he is a runner too two years ago that's what he did Mm -hmm. he was the running quarterback now he's put on a little bit of weight he's gotten (laughs) a little bit bigger he's redefined himself as a quarterback but he still has that in his tool bag uh it doesn't it doesn't hurt when you have such a good offensive line Christian Duffy uh 35 starts in a row is not starting on Saturday he's still going to be out but again you have so much experience up front man, I, I tell you what, that offensive line is going to have a big day.
0: They will. And that's it's funny because me being a skilled guy, I usually watch the skill position, but I'm so excited to watch the beef up front this year. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's one of those things. I have a lot of ties to some of the guys, you know, uh, the Plainville guy um, coming from uh, Western Kansas and, and having family out there as well. And it's one of those things where you see big boys as I say, move the crowd. And, and and it's one of those things, when they take pride in it, and a lot of times they don't get the glory from the media or from the fans, but K-State's O-line can be MVP in so many games this year, mm-hmm. including game one. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch those guys, like I said, move people around and create gaps for the running backs and give time to Will to make some big throws. And
1: as an offensive lineman, there is no better feeling when that defensive lineman has his hands on his hips. <laughs> when the hands are on the hips on defense, I mean, you know it. You've yeah. probably been there. Yeah. When the hands are on the hips on defense, the offense is doing something right. And and it's it, there's a very strong chance of uh, 10 guys at least having hands on hips on that southeast missouri state defense um so again what is this k-state going to team going to do offensively are they going to open it up maybe but I'm not sure they need to, but I do know this. They need to get the ball to Keegan Johnson. Yes. That is a guy who I want to see because I think he can have a monster game. We talked about the inexperience in their secondary. This is also a fun fact. The top corner for Southeast Missouri State last year, Tyler Nolom, is now at K-State. He transferred in the offseason. So there might be a little bit of knowledge being passed around uh, in the locker room uh, personnel-wise this week. But, again, will will Howard throw the ball deep in the beginning part of the game where they try to establish the run, I don't know. But I think you got to get Keegan
0: Johnson involved. No, I'm with you. And I think, you know, normally, if we like week three, we play Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I think normally if we didn't play such a quote-unquote high-caliber opponent from a big-name conference, we kind of keep it vanilla the first two games. But I feel like it works in reverse for us. We're going to show more because they have to prepare for more. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things. But on the flip side, we're not going to show everything. Right. But I feel like Keegan can have a big game. I feel like Will can have a big game. And the thing about it is, though, a lot of people forget K-State can score from any uh, point of the field. You know, we are not just run heavy. We're not just pass heavy. We run a lot of good things. And, and our tight ends are good. And they, they make plays. So it's a lot to prepare for. But I think there will be a lot going on. I think uh, we'll try plays that we normally wouldn't try. Just to see how they work.
1: Yeah, and this Southeast Missouri State defense, three-four base, so there's going to be a lot of gaps. Yeah, there there's going to be a lot of gaps. You would think the offensive line would widen those splits a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they had came out and tried to establish the run. Yeah. Um, but again, I see the play action pass as being a huge weapon. Try and get this the secondary creeping up a little bit, and we know Will's got the arm to get it to get it anywhere on the field play-action pass. I'm not going to sit here and call a bootleg for a touchdown uh, as my opening touchdown. We'll get to that here in a second. But I look for the play-action pass to be a sneaky good play this week.
0: I will because K-State is good for running the same play over and over (laughs) until you stop it. And then once you see it so many times, you get your eyes in the backfield. You expect it to come. And all of a sudden, instead of him giving it, he pulls it, pop pass, 70 yards later, touchdown cast, and then at that point the team is broken, game is pretty much over. But I feel like K State will be uh, flexible with some of the calls they make, but they will establish a run because, as we know, the Big 12 is kind of known as a passing conference. And if you look at look at the past, teams that can run the ball well have had success. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, K State has success, uh, TCU has success, Texas has success because they both. All three teams have been really good running teams, and that, that that plays a major part in it throughout the season.
1: It does. And and as we wrap up the show here and get into our predictions, we'll do our score predictions at the end. But I told the YouTuber YouTube viewers to leave a comment on what they think the first touchdown, who scores it, and what the method will be. I have a very specific answer here. You don't have to be specific, specific but what do you have, who's going to score, it, and how
0: are they going to score it? Will Howard. Speed option to the boundary. Okay. Touchdown.
1: All right. Speed option to the boundary for Monty with Will Howard. I think Will Howard's going to be involved in a touchdown, okay? But I am going to call a bootleg post route to Keegan Johnson, First drive of the game. They'll come out. It'll be a touchback. Okay? I'm, I'm looking into my crystal ball right now. <laughs> it'll be a touchback. They'll do three or four run plays, some chunk plays, get down to around the 35-yard line on the first throw of the season. They'll hit Keegan Johnson on a post-route play-action bootleg. K-State will go up 6 nothing with, we'll say, 12.59 left in the first quarter. I mean, you're specific. If that happens... If you guys watching, if that happens, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket and you're never going to hear from me again. Exactly right. I'm going to be out. Okay. Score predictions as we finish the show here. What do you got?
0: K State 56, CMO 13.
1: That's, you know what? I think that's about right. We set a line at Go Power Cat. We had all of our football analysts uh, predict that line. I think the line was 24 and a half. Unfortunately, you can't bet this game unless you want to do it uh, outside of the law, which obviously we don't encourage. But I think K-State wins this game. I'll go 50. I think they'll hit 50 on the nose. I don't know how they'll do it, but we'll just say they get 50. There'll be a safety in there somewhere. Okay. Um, I'll say 50 to 14. I think this defense is going to come out and prove some people wrong. K-State's going to score a lot of points. It's going to be a fun celebratory night in Manhattan, Kansas as they get ready for Troy the following Saturday. But, Monty, it's going to be a blast.
0: It is. And one thing I will say, um, I'm not big on predicting as well, but I am going to predict there will be two... Big special teams play Saturday night.
1: You know, Monty is always good for a few special teams predictions. We love that here on the Friday walkthrough. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Enjoy the game. If you're going to be at the bill, if you're watching it on TV, stay cool, stay hydrated, and we will talk to you next Friday.